0: Good morning, Contrarians. It is Thursday morning, May 12th, around 6.25 a.m. on the East Coast, an ungodly hour here on the West Coast, or a couple hundred miles inland from the West Coast in the Nevada desert where I find myself, but that's neither here nor there. Yesterday was another rough day on Wall Street, and after an initial rally in the morning, stocks sold off into the close. Tech once again saw the worst of it, with the NASDAQ dropping more than 3% on the day. The S&P 500 declined 1.7% and inched closer to bear market territory, official bear market territory, that is, defined by 20% or more from the peak. And this morning at this hour, it looks like we are in for more selling. The NASDAQ is down almost 1%. And the other indexes down a little less. Commodities are dropping as well. We have WTI crude down 2% to $103 a barrel. Bonds are continuing to rally. The yield on the 10 year is down about 9 basis points to 2.83%, while the 2 year is down 4 basis points to 2.59%. Yields move inversely in price to prices. Remember, I've talked about how it's rare to see stocks and bonds sell off at the same time as dramatically if they, as they have these last couple months, and that eventually one one or the other would reverse. Well, it looks like the bond market has uh, recovered first, and uh, this what this tells us is basically that investors are concerned not any much as so much about interest rates, but about economic the economy and growth. Uh, at least that's how i would take this. and on the topic of stocks, speculative stocks, growth stocks which have all been beaten up. well, they are not as bad as cryptos. cryptos are getting bludgeoned here this morning. i probably should have led the show with that, but the show notes kind of do. but crypto down 12, another bitcoin down another 12% this morning to trade below 27,000 Um, so quite a sell off here in crypto land, but the good news is you get to, to dust off your favorite memes making fun of crypto bros. And I have included one in the show notes as well. This is actually my work. So if you do use it, please give credit. Anyway, today economic data today, we have another reading, big reading on inflation, the PPI producer prices and the the this this report gets less hype than the CPI report that we saw yesterday but it's arguably more important because producer prices are the leading indicator as producers generally just pass these on to consumers so we maybe consumer prices peaked in march that's kind of the narrative uh, at least from what people are saying and it appears the data appears to 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 bear that out so far and it's the same in the PPI. The, the, for this, this reading today, which is for April, is expected to come in at 10.7% year over year. That's below the 11.2% recorded for March. And the core CPI, um, PPI, which excludes food and energy, of course, is expected to print at 8.9% year over year. That's down from 9.2% in March. These are obviously gaudy numbers still, and frankly, I'm not sure how these three tenths of a percent or whatever are going to make anybody feel like prices are getting any better. Um, it's still ridic- ridiculously high. And this kind of puts the Fed in a tough spot where they have to raise interest rates to fight off inflation. They have no choice. And so, but another important reading, seeing how it's Thursday today is that we have initial jobless claims. That's also out at 8.30. And this is expected to come in at 195,000. That would be a slight improvement over the 200,000 seen last week. I don't always mention initial jobless claims, but this number has been climbing very slowly, uh, just the last couple of weeks. It bottomed out at a hundred or maybe bottomed out at 166,166 166 on April 7th. So over a month ago. And has been kind of, like, like I said, climbing slowly since then. So to so watch that space. It's maybe not quite enough to be statistically significant yet, one would think. But if the pattern continues, then, yeah, then maybe. A couple of earnings to tell you about here, not much, actually. I put these in the show notes, and there's nothing that I could really... Um, Pick out, but on the topic of individual stocks, uh, well, I did pick a couple out. It's in the show notes: Six Flags, Dillard's, Brookfield Asset Management, blah blah. Um, a couple others; those are all due to report in the pre market. But for more on individual stocks, be sure to listen to the latest episode, the latest weekly episode of the podcast that just was published last night, and this is available for you only, only for premium subscribers, and it's quite timely because the guest, Brooker Belcour of Covey, he gets into here what his system, and he talks about his system, and what that is picking up in terms of portfolio positioning for the week ahead. And his system has proven pretty good so far over its short lifespan. So it's admittedly a small sample size. He admits it, but it's still something worth paying attention to. And by the way, spoiler alert, the news is not good for crypto bros there either. The bottom line. All right, so the calculus with a PPI today is the same as it was yesterday for the CPI. If the number comes in lower than forecast... We could get a relief rally. If not, we're likely to see more selling. That simple. Now it's clear here, I've started talking about this every day that sustained selling is bad for everybody. You hear people say that stocks don't affect the, and the stock market and the economy are separate. That's true to a point. And bear markets can be quick. That is true. So can recessions for that matter. But. One factor has already been removed here from the equation that could make this a shorter downturn, and that is the Fed. And the Fed, I mentioned it, cannot cut interest rates right now. They just cannot, with inflation being this high. And that was one thing that they were able to do during COVID and in the fourth quarter of 2018, which are the last two times that they reversed course on interest rates, and both times, obviously, they were met with a major sell-off in risk assets, COVID obviously more than 2018. But they can't do that again, because if they, if they do, inflation will go through the roof. And inflation has already gone through the roof, frankly, um, at multi-decade highs. So they have no choice. They have to keep interest rates high. They probably have to keep raising interest rates right now, given the inflationary data. So... That's one thing to look out for. Now, it doesn't have to unfold that way. Inflation could soon abate. Like I said, there are signs that it has already peaked. And even if it doesn't, the economy could chug along even with higher interest rates. So the higher interest rates themselves may not trigger a recession. And anybody can point you to the healthy economic data that we have, employment, uh, at record, at or near record, record low highs. Um, so unemployment at rec- near record lows. Housing prices are good. Consumers are still in pretty good shape. That is all fine and good. But if you have selling in stocks that continues for a, a persistent period and is as dramatic as it has been, and if this continues, then eventually that is a reverse, that, that creates a wealth destruction effect and People feel they have less money. They will have less money. Their 401Ks will be smaller. They will start cutting back on spending. And eventually that will take a toll on businesses, which will then cut back on their expansion efforts, their hiring. And that's when you have a recession also. So it doesn't always have to be due to economic data. Sometimes the stock market can precipitate these things. We kind of saw that in the early 2000s. And if you study the Great Great Depression, uh, actually 29, it's a lot more complicated than that. Uh, but that kind of is what little what happened. But let's not get into that yet. Anyway, that's what we got today. Lot going on here. Oh my God, I spoke for nine minutes. Did not mean to do that. This has been a long episode. Sorry, but hope you found it interesting. Obviously, look forward to your feedback. Send it to contrarianpod at gmail.com comment on the Substack if you are so obliged. If you're not on the sub stack and want to be as a premium subscriber, you have that right. Let me know. I'll set you up. And with that, I leave you for today. Look forward to speaking to you again tomorrow. Bye.